Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is the Logistics of Logistics story with yours truly, Joe Lynch. I was recently interviewed by my friend Spencer Tenney on his podcast, which is called In the Hot Seat. I'll make sure to add a link to that episode. In the interview, Spencer and I talked about the power of podcasting and a little bit about the logistics of logistics story. By the way, Spencer is the president and CEO of the Tenney Group, trusted mergers and acquisitions advisors to the transportation logistics space. I've interviewed Spencer a few times. I'll make sure I put a link to those episodes also. So please check out our conversation. Welcome to In the Hot Seat with the Tenney Group. I'm Spencer Tenney. It's good to be with you. My next guest has written thousands of blogs, yet says blogging is for the birds. (laughs) With me is the host of the Logistics of Logistics podcast, Joe Lynch. Joe, welcome to the hot seat. Thank you so much, Spencer. It's very, very good to be here. Um, I'm normally the one interviewing you on my podcast, but it's uh, good to be on the other side today. Well, I'm telling you, I'm feeling that pressure based on your body of work. I'm going to try to bring my A game. So before we heat things up a little bit, why don't you just take 20, 30 seconds and and tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing through your podcast. Yep. So um, my name is, again, Joe Lynch, and I am the host of the Logistics of Logistics. Um, I started off as a blogger many moons ago, and um, I've always been in logistics and supply chain space. So I was writing about stuff I was doing all day, I would, and then I was a writer. And I started the Logistics of Logistics podcast about five and a half years ago, and I've interviewed probably 450, maybe 500 people on the podcast. So uh, I, I speak to logistics experts, and I, I warehousing, fulfillment, a uh, ton of technologists, trucking people, transportation people, you name it. If it's in the supply chain and logistics space, I talk to them. Mostly founders, people like you. Well, with that, let's jump right in, sir. So, you know, anybody that has seen your work know that your show, it's a who's who list of all things transportation and logistics. So why is the instrument of a podcast, why is it so powerful? Well, I think... I would, before we hit record, we were talking about this. Is I think I was a writer. I'm, I won't say I was a great writer, but I was very prolific. You want your, you want when you're writing, I'm, and I'm, again, I'm not against people who want to do the writing. It is hard for one, um, and it's hard to get your personality to come through. Um, really difficult to get your personality to come through. And I, I, I was joking with you before we hit record is that I used to write something. I was like, oh, I wonder if people are going to pick up on the fact that that's kind of a little my sense of humor coming through. And I was thinking, I doubt it. I doubt it. People, what do we do when we look at articles? We scan them. So um, I just feel like, you know, when we move to um, audio and to video, it's just so much more uh, engaging for us. We pay attention to video and we pay attention to audio much more than we're willing to read. And by the way, I love every once in a while, there'll be something as, where it has the video. I want to read sometimes with below, but we're drawn to the video. By the way, anyone who's got Instagram or TikTok on their, um, 
on their phone will attest to the fact that we love that kind of content. No, it's without question. So I'm, I'm curious, what is the science? Because I know like I'm a, I'm a reader. I like reading things, but when it comes to business, as you had mentioned, you just approach it, you engage with it differently um, in terms of who you're going to do business with. What, what have you learned about the science around that? Why, why, I I don't, I don't think what you're saying um, is questionable at all, but, but why are we that way? Right. Well, I think first off, when we think about, we're all looking for favorable attention. If I write an article, I want favorable attention. If I write a white paper, favorable attention, blog post, LinkedIn post, podcast, video, whatever we're doing, we're always looking for favorable attention. And you think about what's, we all know that we want to be, uh, I want to know, like, and trust the people I do business with. I think I can watch you on video and go, oh, I like this guy. I like Spencer. I want to work with him. I can get to know, like, and trust you in ways that you know we don't even understand completely we know it's true there's people you quickly go all right i i trust that guy and there's other people that you go maybe he's trustworthy i don't feel it so i think i think this is uh the stuff that's as old as time and by the way uh, my daughter was telling me regarding audible i listen to a lot of audiobooks and a lot of podcasts and she said um the retention in our brain is better when we listen as opposed to reading because we've been listening to stories since the beginning of time <laughs> before there was a printing press before I could down uh, download books onto my Kindle. No, and I, and I can test. I remember having this conversation with my brother. Um, um, I love music, and so uh, um, he recommended this book, and it was the Storyteller. It was a autobiography from from Dave Grohl. And I read it. And so he was so frustrated with me because he meant for me to go listen to it on Audible because like you, you will not experience the same thing because it's the way that Dave Grohl tells the stories through the right. Audible version. You experience it differently. And I knew exactly what he was talking about after, after I, I oh, heard yeah. some excerpts from it. It's, it's totally different experience. Yeah. And by the way, I, I've, I like half of the logistics and supply chain people I talk to listen to. Peter Zion. So he's got a, he's a YouTube guy. He's a geopolitical guy. He has great insights for, we forget the world. Our, our trade is all built on top of the planet, which he talks about. Um, and I listened to one of his books and I listened uh, a lot to him on YouTube. And then I decided I'm going to listen to one of his old books where he did not do the narration. Somebody else read the book and I'm walking around in my neighborhood and I'm listening. I was thinking, I can't do this. I know this isn't Peter. I know this isn't Peter. And it was funny. I was like, how irrational is this? This Peter's not a professional uh, <laughs> reader of his own books, I guess he is. But I just knew what he sounded like. And I like him. And he wasn't reading his book. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't listen to this. So I don't. getting back to the science, we all know it's true we can get to know, like, and trust somebody. We, we can gain some insights into them in ways we don't in, even understand. You know, I, I think one thing I really appreciate um, about your, your body of work, I don't know what the science is around. I think it's like 
just a, a very single digit percentage amount of people go past 10 episodes in their podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a small number and here you are at 400. And so you're seeing the explosion of folks use podcasts to connect with um, their networks. Um, and some are good and some aren't. And, and right. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, you mentioned about this, you know, they like, and they trust you element. What, what, if, Maybe you can share with our network of the 400 episodes that you've done. What are some examples where you, somebody came in and surprised you? Maybe you didn't expect them to be able to generate that much likability or that trust. What did they do in that well, conversation? I, what did they share that, that allowed that to take place? Well, I, I talked to mostly founders, lots of founders. I talked to lots of people who've done great things. Lots of executives, lots of just industry veterans. And my, by the way, my own feeling is we all go to conferences and you see somebody up on the stage presenting on something and you go, oh my God, that guy knows everything about this, which may very well be true. But there's a lot of other guys actually doing that work that day so that at the conference. So somebody says, this guy understands warehouses like the back of his hand. Well, there's another guy back home managing warehouses that day who says, yeah, I know that too. But so my sense is that not everybody gets their story told. And I think we need to get I want to tell the story of those guys who are doing that work and not being seen. But getting back to your question, what makes people stand out on the podcast is when you can get to know, like, and trust them. And sometimes that's because they might tell a story and it, and it can't be a story of their own greatness. You know, if I, right now I said, uh, Spencer, you know, it's, let me tell you a story. And then I went on to this long story about, what a great guy I am and why I'm so successful. That's not, no one's going to listen and go, oh my God, I really like Joe. They're going to go, he is lacks of self-awareness, which I probably do. But I think what's been interesting is when I talk to people and they talk about their foibles, they talk about, and by the way, very successful people have been on my podcast go, oh, I got fired from my first two jobs. I started this company in my basement and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, my first customer fired me and, and, at some point, we know they're successful. And by the way, that's why they feel comfortable sharing their their foibles because they've been been there, done that, got the hat. But um, I think if you can tell a story that gives us a little bit of clues about who you are, you go, oh, okay, this is cool. And by the way, it's just like you were on my podcast. You talked about how you ended up at uh, Tenny Group. It's an interesting story because it wasn't like this, you know, straight line where you're like, yeah, I've after I graduated from the very best college, I ended up coming to this company and rising through the ranks and, and earning it. <laughs> you know, I, I fell over backwards a few times and then I ended up here. So I do think, um, share a little piece of yourself because we're that's what we're buying. If I don't get to know, like, and trust you, Spencer, why am I going to trust you to sell my business? And you might be a flat out expert, but if I don't like you, I don't care. I don't trust you. I don't care. You know, it's yeah. a, that's what it comes down to. We're still selling ourselves. So, so for what about the host? Because, you know, it's not easy um, to, you know, some folks don't give you much to work with here. So what, how have you been able to, and, and, I, and I'm not blowing smoke. I think you do an exceptional job of disarming your guest and getting right. them 
comfortable so that they might share something personal right. that 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 creates some relatability. So, so what have been some of the most helpful tools in your toolkit to extract the best content possible from guests who may not be that experienced or comfortable yeah. in that environment? Well, one thing I've been willing to do is prep. So um, I'm happy to prep with people. And I'm also happy. Um, I did an interview with somebody who I liked very much. We did the first interview. And afterwards, I said, I thought you were going to share about your background. In, and it was a very difficult background this person had. And she said, uh, I didn't feel comfortable. And I said, well, I think it's I think it's interesting. And then the next time we did it again, <laughs> the whole interview all over again. And then she's after that said, can we do it one more time? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because I want, I want them to be able to say that's, that represents me in the right way. Um, as far as being the host, I think sometimes it's repetition. So I've done 400 interviews. My first few interviews weren't as good. I don't think as the ones I'm doing now. So you got to stick with it. It's like anything. You're a musician, right? It's not like you know, somebody says, "How do you? How'd you get that good?" You're like, "How do you think?" <laughs> right? But I don't know if anyone's ever said that to me, Joe. So yeah, um, I, I, I would also <laughs> say I would also say that, and this didn't come by some strategic plan. It just kind of evolved this way. Um, I don't want it to be about me. If I wanted to, people to be on the podcast and say, "Hey, Spencer." You come on my podcast and we'll talk about how great I am. Um, I need my guests to get favorable attention. I want to be my executive coach, Ann Holm, who's the very best. She said one time, she goes, you're the wingman. <laughs> and I said, oh, I love that. She goes, that's, that's what you are. You're the wingman. You make your guests look good. And I said, yeah, that's the goal. I want my, I said it before we hit record. I want my audience to know, like, and trust the person who is on my podcast. I also want them to see them as the recognized industry expert that they are. And by the way, I don't have people on my podcast normally who aren't expert at something. So you're on my podcast a number of times. It's not by chance you are an expert in what you do. No, I, I think that that's a uh, that's a pretty good formula there. Don't make it about you, and you know, go get people that actually bring something to the table. And yep. um, now I'm interested because. I think our, the, the way that we consume is has evolved so much, even in like the last five years. Oh, yeah. And so what is podcast, um, what, what is the role of that in the way that consumers now research and think about, you know, what they want to buy and who they want to buy it from? Right. And by the way, that I always say people don't listen to my podcast for entertainment. They are doing it to learn. So um, getting back to the dark funnel, if I want to sell my business in a year or two, and then I hear uh, Spencer Tenney on Joe Lynch's podcast, I hear him on another podcast, and then I find out he has a podcast. Now I come in, I, I don't reach out to Spencer and say, hey, so I'm thinking of selling my company in a few years. I want you to start sending me emails all the time. Nope, they don't do that anymore. Now there's the dark funnel. What they do is they listen to everything Spencer's doing for a while. <laughs> and then at some point they show up at your door, hopefully 90% sold that I want to work with you. I like that. And then they might even have a sense that they know you, you don't know them from Adam, but they know you cause they've been listening. And, um, Joe Rogan said this one time I was listening to his podcast. He said, yeah, people start to think they know you. They, they like you're hanging out with your friends. 
it is, it, it's one of those weird um, tricks of our mind here. Like we listen to, I listen to a, a DJ in the morning, Drew and Mike here in Detroit. I listened to him 15 years driving to work. When they went off the air, I felt like I lost friends. And my cousin said to me, he goes, I feel like I lost friends too. When they started a podcast, I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I felt like they were resurrected. <laughs> so um, I think it's just a very powerful medium. By the way, I've, been, I've got some stats I just pulled up here, and I won't read a whole bunch of them. But um, people are buying more and more because they heard it on a podcast. So here's over three quarters of podcast listeners have purchased or considered buying something promoted on one of their favorite shows. And what they're finding is it's sometimes better than the print ads. And again, if, if, if they get to know, like, and trust me, and maybe the same with you, and then you, you, I'm on your show and they go, you know, I like Spencer. Why, why wouldn't I like Joe? He's okay. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden that I've got a customer out of it, hopefully. You know, what's, what's funny about that, that's very different than what you would hear on talk radio where they have gotten kind of clever, where they have this kind of uninterrupted segue from the conversation into an advertisement. And it's, and it's very subtle, but to me as a consumer or a potential consumer in that um, format, I, I'm almost kind of uh, annoyed. We were talking offline about like when, when you know, when you're talking to somebody and then you know, the modern day salesperson hits you with the pitch and you're like, oh, we were doing so good. What happened? Like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's how I feel. And it's what's interesting about what you're doing is that the pitch never comes, right? It's just, you're just, they're just talking. And so it's very much allowing the consumer to learn on their terms without being right. pitched. That's what, that's what the dark funnel is. And I joke about it, but it's no joke. If you're going to buy a new car, do you drive to a dealership? No, you're like, I'm, I'm going online. I'm looking, I think I want to buy a Ford. I like those Ford escapes. I'm going to start looking online. And then when you're pretty sure what you want, then you go over and you're like, I want to test drive a few of these. And, and you're pretty much already there. And that's, that's what's happening with the podcast. They're saying this dark funnel, but also I joke about this, but it's no joke. Let's just say you want to take your wife out to Napa Valley and you wanted to where should I go? Where should I stay? You might start following a blogger or a winery out there. Um, some little cute in, you might start following them on social media. You might listen to a, um, a podcaster in that area, a blogger in that area. And you're not really engaging. You're not calling people. Now, meanwhile, if you got a phone call from somebody who says, Hey, I'm calling from Napa Valley tours. You probably never took that phone call. You're not, so we've gotten to a place where we expect that I will be able to do a lot of research on my own. And next year, when I finally go, um, I'll have a very good sense of it. And I'm not looking ever to be pitched. I'm looking for an expert who will help me make the right decisions. And that's what we want. Uh, we want to work with experts. And that, I say it all the time is if you want to get to know, like, and trust, and then you want to be seen as that recognized industry expert. So I'm curious, I like, cause I'm sure I'm not the only one who asks you questions like this, but for, for, for sales organizations um, that, you know, they're, you know, they're getting recommendations from their commercial division. Hey, we need to develop podcasts. It's a part of our overall strategy, right. um, but it's a long, it's a long game 
type right. return that where the results are difficult to measure until the body of work right, right. is in place. And so what advice do you give to the folks that are having a hard time kind of resisting that, um, you know, just traditional mindset of like, right, you know, right. go get it, go sell it, go get it. So like, how, how do you combat that? Well, I would say this, I'm, I'm a big believer in the podcast, but I also think uh, I have sponsors. So my sponsors come on my podcast. So it's a little easier to say, look, uh, Joe has a top podcast. I'll go in and be on his podcast a few times a year, three, four times a year and advertise on his podcast as opposed to developing our own. Um, I also, I think the name of the game in this logistics and transportation space that we're in, it's always about partnering up. You can partner with freight waves. There's a, you know, we just, before we hit record, we were talking about all the different podcasters, yourself included. There's a lot of us out there and um, none of us ever think of ourselves as competition. We think of ourselves as, Oh, you got your audience. I got my audience. And there's some overlap. Just like when I pick up Spotify, I might listen to 25 different musicians. I'm not going to get to a place where I say, oh, yeah, I only listen to Foo Fighters. That's it. <laughs> I love them, but I'm not just listening to just them. I'm going to listen to some old Led Zeppelin one day and uh, some blues another day. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that's so I think there's an opportunity to partner with podcasters who are uh, built an audience and it's not just building an audience, it's building credibility with an audience. Mm-hmm. So I'll use him as a good example. We all know Tim Dooner, Dooner over at Freight Waves. Dooner says, Hey, these are good guys. You're like, you're pretty much sure those are good guys. Cause they, they're friends of Dooner, a friend of mine, right? That's mm-hmm. just the nature of it. His influence. We, I, I guess we're all influencers. It feels weird to say that. It feels, um, but um, I don't want to have anybody on my podcast. I don't want to have a sponsor on my podcast. I don't want to read an advertisement for somebody I don't know, right? Or trust. If I don't know and trust them, and why would I? Why would I take a chance with my credibility? Here's a fun fact about Dooner. He was on our podcast earlier in the year and my brother, who's an educator, not involved in transportation at all, happened to stumble across that, that episode. He's like, who's the guy with the over the top poster in his background? I want to be, I want to be friends with him. (laughs) So so I I think to your point about there's a like and the trust, some of it's just personality that it's almost impossible to convey via print media. Uh, and, and so, um, Obviously, there's there's folks that are doing a tremendous job, um, and you know, again, hats off to you and some of the things that you've done there in terms Thank of you. your, your your body of work. I am curious. Let me heat things up a little bit. I'm who do you who do you go to learn? I mean, from a podcast standpoint, who do you have your eye on? Uh, any any industry that you think is really kind of at a, at another level in what they're doing podcast wise. Well, um, I look a lot of different places. Now, first, one of the challenges with podcasting is it's a weird, uh, how do you make money? It's a weird business model. So um, I'm always looking at what are, what are new media companies doing? So FreightWaves has done a good job, but they are all, already have a product, which is Sonar, right? So they created their media company to sell their product. By the way, if you're going to sell Sonar, they felt like they had to have up to the minute news that wasn't up to the minute news. So they created it and they've done a great job doing it. They've created a media company. 
So I think what I'm always looking at is other media companies and saying, how are they doing it? So a lot of podcasters are like, hey, you know, talk about Patreon. I was like, yeah, I don't do that. Um, I do have advertisements. I do have some sponsors. So I'm always looking at other podcasters who, how are they making a living? By the way, I heard Colin Cowherd uh, say, yeah, he goes, the 1% kind of makes all the money in certain, he goes, 1% of the podcasts make all the money. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I, where, where am I at? I'm like, oh, I'm the top 2%. Damn it. <laughs> but, but getting back to it, you kind of look and go, uh, how do I make this into something that's enduring? So my challenge is, and by the way, HubSpot, great company, bought up a whole bunch of podcasts. Why? To promote their stuff. So I see, I'm always looking at, is that a is that a future for me? I'm not there yet. I, I like what I'm doing. I hope to do it for a good long time. But I'm trying to build a media company around the podcast, and so I'll probably do more podcasts. And I will start having some more print cop print stuff that like we used to have. But um, yeah, so I'm looking. What I'm looking at. Getting back to your answer, I listen to whatever podcasts you know interest me, and then um, I'm also just trying to figure out what is the right model. You know, what is the right model so I can actually build a company beyond just the podcast? Because as of like today, if you say, yeah, Joe Lynch doesn't do the logistics of logistics anymore, does it just go away? I, I can't just swap out a new person because I think they got used to me. It's like just what you talked about when you had the book that was read by somebody else. It just doesn't sound the same, Joe. So right. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so what other what other kind of advice and we have a couple more minutes here, but what, what would be a couple of tangible points for those that let's let's frame it this way. Let's just say they're like me. They got 100 episodes in and they want to go next level. What do you think are, are some of the things that folks that are kind of starting to figure out what you like the model, like what you just said? What, 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 what do you think that are some pieces of advice that you think are um, that would be helpful to them at this point in their growth cycle? Um, well, I think obviously the social media is important and creating the videos are important. I, I'm, I'm, we're creating videos for all of our podcasts, but trying to understand where, what goes where is challenging. Cause they're like, oh, well this should go on Instagram, but that can, that, and that's, this can go on YouTube, can't go on Instagram. This can go on YouTube and, and LinkedIn, but not elsewhere. So I think that that's one aspect of it. I think there's another aspect of it is. I've listened to some podcasts where people say, oh, yeah, we're doing a podcast on. Like right now, if you said, I want to do a podcast where every episode is going to be about buying a logistics business or selling a logistics business. And at some point you're like, you're, it's all about you. And there's some people who've created podcasts. They say, hey, we're going to do a podcast on freight. And basically the right answer is always them. Like, and we do that. Right. And that gets old. That gets real old. And you think about what is the top podcast doing? Joe Rogan's a top podcast. What is he doing? He's talking to interesting people. Mm -hmm. When people say, oh, Joe, you got this great podcast. Congratulations. What did you do? And I, I say this, not trying to be overly humble about it. I get great guests. If I can't get Spencer Tenney to come on, if I can't get Orin's Zislanski, if I can't get Greg Fuller and hundreds of other people to come on my podcast and share their expertise. 
there's no more Joe Lynch. <laughs> I'm not good enough to stand on my own on this. And by the way, um, there's a lot of podcasts that are um, done by comedians and they interview their friends. When they're interviewing their comedian friends, you realize, okay, this works. But as soon as they decide I'm going to go it alone, you realize they don't have enough material. They are professional comedians and they can't be funny for 45 minutes. Not every day, not every other day, not not five times a month. They don't want to do their act on the show. So you start to realize you, I think the interview format is prevalent for a reason because you can bring on people who are interesting. That's a good word right there. And industry, industry, interesting is what you have delivered, sir. So let me wrap up with a, a little bit of a wild card uh, in terms of our last question here. So uh, you mentioned a couple things music related. You know, my son just finished a baseball season, and, and you know it's all the rage to have walk up walkouts. So yeah, exactly. So, so, so uh, let, let, let's just say that uh, you're headed out to to keynote the logistics of logis a logistics world conference in another country or whatever else. And <laughs> what is what is the walk up song for Joe Lynch? What what would you uh, how would you present yourself properly? You know, I, I, I'm going to blank for just a second. So, but I know this, I, I am from the Detroit metro area. I grew up in Dearborn, right outside Detroit. And so I love some of the old rock and roll people from Detroit. And by the way, I'm, I uh, grew up, I always say I graduated somewhere between Led Zeppelin and Clash. <laughs> so I always feel like we are of two worlds, like the hippies back there and then uh, alternative rock in the future. So I've always thought if you look at kind of the old rock and roll, like Iggy and the Stooges from, uh, Ann Arbor, uh, Bob Seger, every once in a while I'll hear him, um, Alice Cooper, MC five. I mean, basically those guys were, um, the rock and roll guys who influenced what became punk in New York and, and, and London. And so anyway, I would have to pick something from one of them. And I don't want to even, um, it could be also Jack White too. I don't, I like them too. So, 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 so a medley. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it would have to be, I would have to find something. I, by the way, I was just on Trey Griggs show. And I think I did something from the MC five. And again, I don't always listen to that old stuff, but I kind of love the fact that Detroit, we, we all has Motown, but we also have tons of rock and roll here, Kid Rock and Eminem and, Madonna doesn't always claim it, but she's from here too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Joe, hey, listen, I, I, um, you know, I love what you're doing. I love how you're serving the industry by bringing us unique content. Thank you for being in the hot seat. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage with leaders in the logistics and supply chain community. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like button, and leave us a nice review on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and connect with us on LinkedIn. We're very big on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us on the logisticsoflogistics.com, our website.